What's up, Daw Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy, and welcome to episode two of Behind the Daw, where we interview artists and music industry experts on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic level to get inside their heads, gather the best information, and then bring it back to you. By the way, this is a companion podcast to our YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite artists to dissect their songs in real time. If you're interested in that, there's a link in the description. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to talk, you can contact me at Wyatt at BehindTheDaw.net. All right, Daw Nation. Let's get into it. that Brendan's my co-host today. Multiplier is over in the UK right now. He's probably asleep right now. So I'm glad <laughs> that Brendan could fill in and help me out. He's one of my best friends. So it's good to have him here. We're really, 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 really stoked to have Amity here. He just barely flew in from California. I went and picked him up, got some In-N-Out burger. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Amity, I want you to tell us more about you, why you got into music, how long you've been in music, what does Amity mean, you know, everything. Yeah. Right just give us a, give us a spill. I, uh, I grew up pretty much in a musical family. My parents, uh, my dad was in a band, he was a drummer. And so I've had a lot of just influence in music in general. Uh, I did musical theater actually for pretty much my whole life. That's incredible, did you act or what'd you do? Yeah, I uh, acted, I was doing some like really? extra work with like Nickelodeon. No way. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that See, was my you, dream as a kid. I was like, I want to be on Disney Channel with Nickelodeon. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like really embarrassing because like you can find me like in the back right behind uh, in uh, Victorious. In, like, what? In like this lame fedora, striped blue shirt, like over, I'm oh, so overacting. It's so embarrassing. I'm, I don't know why the director didn't tell me to like slow down, slow my roll. Cause like, it's like blackmail. It's oh so bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. What like else? why didn't you like that's a career stopper? Like why did you have to go any further, man? That's like yeah. that's only, like some people's dream, dude. It was only background stuff. It wasn't like any leading thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. But it, still, didn't you get your name out with it? No. Oh. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I was just like this random You got your fedora out for it though. <laughs> I got my fan fedora out. I was this random dude just like in the background, <laughs> pantomiming, like overacting. Um, anyways. Away from that, back to kind of <laughs> back off that tangent, like to music. Um, going from theater, I wanted to do more. I uh, before um, music, I wanted to become a professional soccer player. Wow! But then found out that music was like my uh, my passion, my dream, and what really like fed my soul. I kind of looked into it more. I joined a band as a lead singer. We just kind of did uh, cover songs, but it was like, it was great. I'm really curious, like what genre? Like where did you, where, where did you start like band wise? I actually listened to a lot of like Kings of Leon and The Killers. Oh, so sick. a lot of like alternative. So we did, uh, we did a mix of like Foo Fighters, um, cool. The Beatles. Uh, the Ramones kind of stuff like that and so I've kind of had my hand in like a lot of like different genres cool um, that's incredible but yeah and then I found like it just wasn't really working with the band and so I started researching just kind of like stuff that I could do on my own and like how how people like made music like because I I, had, I really had no idea mm -hmm. like how that how it was made 
like I knew piano, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, and so I researched, found FL Studio. I started with Progressive House. Nice. And then kind of made my way eventually to dubstep. As we all do. <laughs> As we, <laughs> it's like the FL Studio like path. You know, that's how everyone starts. Apparently. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, it was just kind of like struggling to like find like what really like fed my soul and like in the midst of like following trends, I was never happy with myself mm. and I felt like music wasn't bringing me anything following trends and kind of doing what other people were doing because it was popular. Um, and that's kind of where I realized when I was going to Icon that I needed to do what fed my soul because it's it's a piece of me. and music isn't just something that i make just to make it's something that i make to like help people in a sense that like i want something that can help someone when they're in a hard time of their life or they're um they're struggling with something or anything just like any moment in their life it can be happy or sad i just want my music to help them in whatever situation or excite another moment of happiness I love that. Um, I, I really just kind of like want my brand to like help reunite the world and bring it together. Cause like this world, is, honestly, it's pretty broken. There's a yeah. lot of struggle in this world. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Like, I'm like really curious. So what I remember when we were in LA, we, you were telling us about like kind of the context behind calling out and how it was very like current topic. Like I'd love for you to kind of explain like where, what the song means to you and kind of like, why do you think that's something that needs to be shared on like a media level? Like, why is that something that, you know, you feel like you should do through music? So the whole part of calling out is like the song, like fully derived from the selfishness of this world. Mm -hmm. Like we're naturally born just selfish and like we want to help ourselves and we don't really want to go out of our way to help people. Mm -hmm. And kind of diving deeper into that, I found um, just kind of like stories and like you hear on the news when... Um, all these refugees were trying to find a home and we were basically just blocking them out from help or safety in a sense, health and safety. It just kind of made me sad and uh, I kind of just wanted to write a song just to kind of help the situation in a sense and to kind of help bring more awareness to it. In a sense of the story, it's about how people won't go out of their way if it doesn't affect them because we're here in america we're privileged and we're free and pretty much most of the time safe like we don't have to deal with all this crap and so why go out of our way to help these people when it doesn't affect us and so that's basically the whole idea of calling out is the selfishness of us not willing to bring it up or help. Ever since you released this song, because it's, it's a very, very powerful message, has it driven you to take action on these type of things? You know, like giving someone that's homeless money or you know what I mean? To tell yeah. us more about that. How's, how has making this song affected you trying to help these people that are calling out? Yeah, it's, it's hard because it's like, I, I do want to always try 
and go out of my way to help people. Like yeah. there was this one dude just like chilling out by Costco and no one was like helping him. And I'm always kind of weary about like giving money sometimes mm. if you can kind of tell that they're struggling with drugs. I see. Sometimes I feel like uh, giving the money can make it worse because uh, they'll uh, aid into that. Sure, sure. I see what you're saying. So yeah, what I usually try and do is buy food for them. I think that's genius. So I, I just got him a pizza slice and like that that's seriously sick. just like uh-huh. made his day. And like it made my day. He was so thankful. And like, I don't think people realize that like <laughs> you actually become more giving the more you do it. And like, mm-hmm. it makes you so happy and like such lighthearted, the more you're selfless. Me and Y actually went to like a music conference in Salt Lake City. They had Cascade there. They had okay. Imagine Dragons manager. And they were asking kind of like what direction the music industry was heading and they said something that I'm like would be I'm really interested in and I want to hear your thoughts on but they said it was actually specifically Cascade said that the way that the industry is moving is more towards like a social activism more towards like um, rather than it just being about partying or about whatever it's it's almost like people are realizing the influence behind media music fame Um, And they said that in the next little while, we're going to see a lot more cause-driven music rather than just... Dope bangers. Yeah, than just, like, you know, mindless bangers. And I, it's kind of almost like we're in another, like, great awakening in a way where people Mm. are just, like, finally realizing, kind of like you said, that our world's really messed up. So, I don't know, like, what do you think about that? Do you agree? Do you feel like that's, you know, that's kind of the way things are heading? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I I honestly think that's where music is heading because I feel like music is kind of like a cycle just like uh, fashion just how mm-hmm. it cycles like every 10 20 years how we're getting some fashions from 10 years ago sure, that yeah. you never thought would come back just like with music we're kind of going through that cycle I feel like because we went through that 80s and 90s was like fight the man kind of like music and like meaningful uh, social music and I feel like we're getting to that point again because yeah I feel like people are honestly getting tired of party music bangers like all that like you can only like listen to so much music that's about partying and like yeah. <laughs> people want something tangible that they can relatable almost. relatable something that like actually speaks to them if you think about it as far as like this party music especially you know like for most people when they're coming out of high school right that's kind of the time or in high school going into college that's when party music is just the biggest thing in their lives of course like that makes sense but as they start getting into their you know their early 20s their mid 20s for some others you know far beyond that but yeah. you know when they start getting there they start to realize it's like there legitimately has to be more to life than dope bangers getting drunk messing around with girls jumping on a table pumping your fist to me when it comes to this kind of stuff this is something with depth you know like the partying and everything that kind of that's that's so shallow because you know it speaks to like the just like the body part of me like oh this is exciting you know or, or like oh i'm going to feel good from this physically but i don't know i just don't feel good emotionally mentally especially after you know the sex drugs girls i have bigger rims than you you know I'll, like that, <laughs> that kind only of goes stuff. so far something i wanted to touch on sorry I, I thought about this i should have said it earlier so how you were saying with with this uh with this man at costco right you gave him a slice of pizza mm-hmm. this is genius so something that me and my wife have been doing because you know there there is the if you give a homeless person an extra dollar ten dollars whatever if you do that you they do run the risk of going and spending it on something stupid why not give them something useful and uh and and, and help them out in their in their recovery their rehabilitation whatever you want to say so something that my wife and I have done we actually got like those big gallon size Ziplocs and we'll put oh, yeah. Like, yeah a bottle of water in there we'll put some raisins we'll awesome. put, you know what I mean gran- uh, granola bar and we just keep them in our car 
Yeah. So like, you know, because a lot of a lot of these people who are, you know, they're asking for money or for help or, or whatever, they're standing at like, you know, uh, stop signs or, or, mm-hmm. or stop lights or whatever. And so you just roll up, you give it to them. And do you think they're going to say no? Like they're homeless. Like it'd be great for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, no, I thought that was, that was, that was really, really cool. So tell me about Amity. Tell me about where the name came from, why it's important to you, how it applies to you. Yeah. So I, uh, right before Icon, I, uh, I was changing names and I was just trying to find, I guess, strong name that would uh that would resonate with me and kind of like the idea that i wanted to go for that wouldn't just be a name like it actually has meaning behind it and so the the word amity the actual word a-m-i-t-y it means peace between nations interesting and so I wanted to relate to EDM music somehow. And so I replaced the T with a D and the D represents dance. So in all the whole meaning of Amity, A-M-I-D-Y, means peace between nations through dance. I love that. That's sick, dude. I love that so Thank much, you. dude. So do you feel like, you know, I've listened to quite a few of his songs. What was the, sorry, I'm forgetting right now. What's the one with Christina Soto? Oh, keeper, keeper, and then also don't let me down, down, right? Don't let, and then don't don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. We are <laughs> all, we're all, all like struggling. <laughs> so you got don't let me go. You got keeper. You got calling out. You showed me one on the way here, which was freaking amazing. What was the name of that again? Come alive. Come alive. Keep your eyes out for come alive. That's insane. I really want you to come back on the channel for that one, if that's okay, because that was yeah, of incredible. Course. Thank you. So <laughs> that um, there was also breathe. You showed me breathe. Which one's that coming out? I have no idea. Okay. Got to record some stuff still. Gotcha. So one. what I'm trying to say is, you know, like with with all these songs, I feel like all of them have a cause. None of them are skin deep. None of them are dope banger. You know what I mean? They're dope banger with a cause with, with you know, like depth and meaning. Mm-hmm. Is that going to keep being a trend with your music? Like every song that comes out, is there going to be some, some call to action, some activist meaning, some deeper substance to it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would like to think so because I really like meaningful music and making people think. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's hard to say now because you never know. Yeah, absolutely. I can I completely agree. So, like for example, the song that you did with Jerry, who goes by Scarlet now, but he used to go by Big Jerry. So the song's called Toucan. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that Toucan didn't have some kind of deeper meaning behind it, right? It was just nope. it was just a fun song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's good. I feel like you need to have that mix. You know, I'm not trying to say that you need to always have a song that has a deeper meaning. Sometimes those dope bangers are fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes they're fun to make, but yeah, they're I wouldn't say they're as fulfilling, but right. sometimes, like, in your soul, like, it's just, like, raging for, like, a lit banger <laughs> that's, like, straight fire. Yeah. And, like, you just got to let that fire out. Yeah, I agree. I'll make it. I might not release it. Like, exactly. there's multiple bangers that I've made that, like, I just don't release. Yeah, so my main question, I guess, is just, um, I don't know, someone asked me one time this question that I just love to ask everybody. It's just like, you know, if you could end up at the end of this career or the end of your life, like if you could end up doing one thing and you had no ch- no chance of failure, it was 100% success, like what would you do with your music? Like what effect would it have on the world? Like what would you, what would be success for you at the end of the day? You're lying on your deathbed and you've looked back at this life you've created in this. What, what would you term as success where you could just like die peacefully a couple answers there's the obviously there's the materialistic answer to where like i go on tour i have 
iTunes number one hit, like that'd be awesome. Like all that stuff is great. I, I feel like the big point of like where I like really succeeded is like being able to like financially support myself and like a family. Like that's a huge thing. That's like what I worry about all the time. Cause it's like, it, it's hard to make music. <laughs> now it's hard to make money from music. And so that that's like the part that like always scares me. But on like the emotional side, it's just like being able to help people. Like that's, if I succeed in like helping people, like that'd be awesome. Any problems that they have. Take them away from this world into another w fantasy world with my music. Like that would be amazing. Like I think that would be so cool. That's incredible. That's super achievable, you know what I mean? Like, that's a super cool thing to think about because it's like, man, like, you really can, at the end of the day, have a successful career in life and music because all, all it really takes is, you know, like, a little bit of, you know, a few years and some hard work and mm -hmm. I have no doubt, like, you'll definitely chart and have lots of really Thank successful you. songs, but like, you know, helping people, like, that's really cool. Thank you. So, yeah, that's, an, that's awesome. I completely agree. And if we step back, so like, everything that Brennan just said is, completely and 100% true. If we take a, a step back and actually look at the facts of it all, could you logically make a living in music? 110% yes. Yes. People yeah. do it all the time, oh, every yeah. day. You know what I mean? Uh, do you have to do, do, you have to get creative with it and figure out, you know, like obviously because we don't sell CDs or records anymore, so in yeah, order to make, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? In order to make yeah, a living through music, sure, you have to go about it in a unique way, maybe through touring, maybe through uh, ghost production, maybe through doing stuff streams for films, yeah, stuff, through yeah. streams, you know. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, factually, everything that you just said at the end of your life that you want to achieve is completely possible. There's yeah. legitimately no reason. Well, I can think of two reasons right now as to why you will not achieve that. Number one, you'll die. <laughs> and if you do, th that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It's not I guess, okay. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. Don't die. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, if you die, you can't achieve. <laughs> yeah, but the only other reason why I think that you cannot make a living in music, and this is still debatable, is if you go deaf, because Beethoven did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, and also, if you think about, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure uh, David Guetta's like 90% deaf. Oh, okay. Then I just got. But <laughs> you can also have just ghost producers for yourself, so you could uh, make so it. You're just a face. That makes you could sense. make it. Yeah. If you're a good personality and face, you could make it. That's true. Like we don't know if Daft Punk is deaf. We just don't. <laughs> <laughs> they could have. <laughs> they could beautiful. be. Uh, robots disguised as humans <laughs> disguised as robots and like and we and probably just like Sony owns them And it's just like this big musical pretend thing for money. They're run. It's with a, cassette tapes That's what it is. Yeah, and it's the Illuminati. We figured it out triangle cassette <laughs> <tapes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, This is like a question. I love to ask people so everyone's got like their dream list of collaborators like if you could collaborate with like any producer singer um writer anyone like who who would say give me like seven three. lines seven lines um ellie golding yes. ellie golding for sure and zed oh That's... no 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 scratch zed porter robinson oh sam's dude, dude. <laughs> that is beautiful final question right mm -hmm. you live your 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 happy, successful life, you're able to achieve everything that we've talked about. You've fulfilled your dreams, You, whether it's materialistically, or family-wise, or spiritual-wise, or whatever. You're about to die. What is, you know, you, you're about to die, you look over to your firstborn son, you love more than anything, and you tell him 
you get to tell him one piece of advice to help him with his life, what would you tell him? It's like what my parents have always told me. This is what I have always grown up with. Um, my parents have always told me, do what you love and the money will come. I love that. And that's where I would have to end it right there because that's like all you need to know. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Daw. We really hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy the questions that we asked or would you have liked to hear different ones? If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast related app, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, make sure to like, comment, and follow. And we'll see you next time on Behind the Daw.